Cause we got friendship The kind that lasts a lifetime Through all the hardship You know your friend of mine Hey, hey, hey. Hold on, let me look up the lyrics Say what's wrong, my long-time friend Something's bothering you Tell me what the problem is I'll see what I can do There are times we disagree We agree more than we don't We won't always see eye to eye But we will more than we want Cause we got friendship The kind that lasts a lifetime through all the hardship, you know your friend of mine. Cause we got friendship, the kind that lasts a lifetime. Through all the hardship, you know your friend of mine. Your own street, I'll take your hand. If you're hungry, I'll give you food. If it's money you need, I got some sick. If you're sick, I'll visit you. <clears throat> I've been where you're all right now. You saw me through it all. I'll lean on you, you could lean on me. I'm never gonna let you fall. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay. Ay, Good, welcome. Not necessarily podcast once again. Back at it again. Back at it again, doing plant-based shenanigans. I'm a real person, not a mannequin. Espresso's dark like the Skywalker Anakin. <laughs> All right. Oh my goodness, of course I'll be talking about friendship this episode. Friendship is an important topic to me. It's just, you know, I've, I've worked so hard. I've always, That's what always comes to mind. I've worked so hard to get the friends that I've got right now. Me, throwing it in the garbage, picture that image. To serve you would be an honor, pleasure, and a privilege. You know, I'm just here to serve people. Just here to help people give my heart. Because I was born with, with this thing that's limitless. This limitless amount of love, I might as well give it out like it's free. Give it out like clean air and clean water on this planet, you know? Theoretically, is an unlimited amount. It gets recycled as is love. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? There goes my improv. Here comes a prepared poem that I wrote. <clears throat> Don't know what it's called. Growing up it was tough, I never felt love, at times sporadic, but never romantic. Having support can inspire and it can light a fire, under my ass to make me climb higher. Rather have a stable one than to make a ton, to feel like Woody or Chris Stapleton. To have us grow apart, I would have never planned it. On the bus we would talk about Animal Planet, I miss him like a salad, so I'm singing this ballad. Fun, respect, love, support, and understanding. Circumstances make us do dances, taking chances every day and taking stances. Sometimes a friend seems to align like the stars. Other times it can align like a traffic jam of cars. 
The alluring feeling seems so far, but I've worked so hard on the internet to start. Just a kid with some Wi-Fi, nothing too wicked. I know that I'm not gifted, just that I have privilege. Me forget my friends now? Picture that image. Communication is the key, and any lock could be twisted. You got a friend in me. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, that's, you know, Toy Story. I love Toy Story. Definitely grew up on Toy Story 1 and 2. 2 was my favorite when they were catching the airplane and doing all crazy stuff and riding on the back of those uh, those tug carts. Especially is, is quite relevant to me. <laughs> no. Especially is relevant to me these days. I worked at the Newark airport for like a year and a half. Uh, back in 2017 to, to, to 2018 or maybe just a year yeah just around a year and um, I was the baggage handler I would drive those tug carts all the time so I would think about Toy Story every time I would uh, be driving those tug carts full of uh, you know full of the suitcases and then I'd, I'd crawl inside the plane and I'd toss them in organize them make sure every bag was scanned Definitely I quit that job because they kept blaming me for not scanning all the bags and and it just like I did my best like I tried to scan every single bag and I you know was very organized about it and I'd still get blamed for nothing and then it's just like okay I'm not appreciated here and uh, it's a, just a bad atmosphere I mean you know obviously that's Newark airport like it's just a bad atmosphere to work in everyone's yelling at each other is disorganized disrespect everywhere you know just not 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 the best but yeah i get this warm and fuzzy feeling when i think about woody and buzz their friendship you know they're so different but they share something in common they have common goals and they uh you know what i mean get along like peas and carrots i get that same fuzzy feeling when i think about forrest gump and jenny and uh yeah, just like I said to Elizabeth on the very first episode, we're like peas and carrots, inseparable. Meaning, we just belong together. We're supposed to be here for each other. Peas and carrots, you know? Um, but like platonically, you know? Me and Elizabeth have a platonic relationship. We're, we're best of friends, you know? Uh, but it's not romantic. She's married, you know? I'm over here surrounded by lovely ladies in college you know what I mean looking for I'm just looking for love <laughs> I'm just you know doing my thing uh talking to every single girl that I come across because I have to you know I feel like the past few years seven years I've just been not in not in uh situations where I could make many friends all I did was work and 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 at work you can't really make much friends. I mean you can. It's 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 hard though. You know, you have to go to like um, social events and they cost money, and you have to like uh, you know. But eventually, uh, up until now, it's just been like leading up until now is the now is the main turning point for me where oh shit I'm going I'm in college now like I'm in county college and. 
I'm surrounded by social situations. I, I walk in the building and boom, I could talk to somebody. And then boom, I could, you know, I could, you know, find, get someone's attention easier. And uh, uh, it's, much, it's much more facilitated to talk to peers, you know what I mean? You're supposed to socialize in class. You're supposed to go back and forth with other students and then stay after class. Like, hey, you know, I liked your answer to that question. And then boom, you're socializing. And then, you know, you can make connections of all sorts, you know, but it's all been like a slow and gradual, steady pace to lead up to this turning point over the past like seven years. And definitely over the past couple years, I've realized that just doing, just taking care of myself and doing things that are fun, being fun, you know, working on my personality, you know, the typical stuff, working on, you know, keeping a friend, working on, you know, the opening line, the first impression, the vocal tonality, the body language, the attention span, the uh, power dynamics, all that stuff, you know, all that stuff I definitely keep in the back of my mind, but also just doing fun things. You know, you could look up on the internet right now, like how to make friends, and it'll say something like that, like do do events do fun things go out and do things that you like and have fun with them and then people will have fun with you and then you'll meet and then you'll get the opportunity to meet other people you know so yeah recently i've just been like playing ping pong i will go swimming i will make sure i've you know plant-based you know i go to the supermarket every freaking day because i don't have a refrigerator so i would have to go every day i would go to the you know just do things that i like uh, make coffee. I love making coffee. I do that all the time. You know, actually, I make money from it. <laughs> it's my job technically, but I love doing it. So, uh, and I just you know go make coffee, and so I like doing that, and uh, I meet people through that. Definitely, I've met friends through that. You know, uh, a lot of times customers want to just have a have a certain relationship with you, where it's like, okay, you're just the barista to me, and you say a few happy, a few funny things, a few jokes, you rap a couple things, and that's it. But uh. Yeah, a couple other customers are just, you know, normal people that, you know, if you, if they see you trying to, you know, bond with them, then they'll, you know, do the same. <laughs> they'll continue in an orderly fashion. And, you know, you ask them about their life, they ask you about yours. Next thing you know, you're sitting with them after shift and just talking, bonding, you know. So just doing things that I like has led me to this point to realize that there's so many things, there's so many ways to connect with people in life and to make friends and things like that but uh yeah definitely i have platonic relationships with people Pl platonic actually comes from plato plato was uh the ancient greek philosopher i think and like the um apprentice of socrates if i'm not mistaken so yeah that when i was at work <laughs> the other day i came up with the rhyme i just i just plucked the freshest heirloom tomato from the side of the building and i brought it to uh the front counter just to give to customers like you know I've, i felt bad eating the whole thing myself like uh, this this perfect heirloom tomato that i just found on the side of the building well i didn't find it i planted it there <laughs> and uh, it actually is from newark uh, uh this garden that i volunteer at in newark and um yeah, I brought it and I planted it there and it grew and there's like mad to me. And there was espresso grinds as the fertilizer, like leftover espresso grinds as the fertilizer. So uh, the I guess they're acidic, though that's acidic and tomatoes like eat that up and they become acidic. But make no mistake, this tomato was juicy. So I felt bad eating it all myself. You know, I just saw the thing there and I was cooking my potato. I said, hey, yo, the magic question you ask, how could I say no? I got the freshest Newarkian heirloom tomato. Socrates philosophies, I couldn't explain those, but I serve you with the love that's inspired by Play-Doh. 
Nick Milk had pistachios. Next is potatoes. Playing in the coffee grinds like it was Play-Doh. <laughs> you know, something like that. You know, tell me how's your day though, right? And so basically, I'll serve you with the love that's inspired by Play-Doh, meaning platonic love. I'm gonna serve you with platonic love, you know. And so that's where that comes from. Um, definitely, I find that it's easier to be friends with a girl than 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 guys, cause I don't know, guys like they they are usually scared to express their feelings, to express their emotions. I feel like it's a uh, social society conditioning. Definitely, there's a uh, TED Talks talking about. Um, let me see if I could look one up right now. There's TED Talks about males growing up in society and uh, just being like, you know, conditioned not to express your feelings, that it's wrong to cry, that it's wrong to express yourself, to tell how you really feel. And that's messed up. Like, I don't know. Uh, there's like a TED Talks about male suicide as well. And that, you know, it's just like the, the numbers are astronomical and it's quite scary. It's just It's just not right. But... I'm trying to combat that. Obviously, I'm all about self-expression, expressing your feelings, and like being uh, unashamed. That's more manly to me. That is definitely more manly to me to just be unafraid to say, this is how I feel. You could judge me. You could look down on me. You could call me a pussy. You could call me girly. You could say, oh my God, that guy's a creep. But I don't give a fuck. I'm just expressing exactly how I feel and that's manly. That is, you know, that's grown-up talk, you know. Grown-up talk some people don't know nothing about. But speaking of that, growing up, I did not express my emotions. I was conditioned like everyone else. Like I grew up in this country and it's hard to fight a whole society telling you, you know, not to express yourself. I did not love myself or think much about how I felt at all. I just kind of just existed. I was not self-aware until like my 20s. Um, and it, it definitely impeded me from embracing others like not being able to love yourself, not even thinking much about how you come off or thinking much about, uh, uh, you know, just how you feel. Definitely not going to think about how others feel. Like, this is a process. Like, there's levels to this to this self-awareness. There's levels to this loving stuff. You know, if you don't love yourself, how could you love others? That's what they always say. But this is a fact. No matter how stupid and repetitive and simple it sounds, this is a fact. So, I definitely impeded myself, impeded myself from supporting others and being there for someone else. I couldn't even show up for myself. Sad, huh? I don't know what it was with the way I grew up, but it's just how it's just how it turned out, you know. No one ever asked me how I felt. No one ever asked me about my opinion. Um, probably a couple times, but not not regularly to to instill in myself this thing, this confidence where it's like, okay, I, I can, I have feelings. I have identifiable feelings that's just like everybody else. And since they're just like everybody else, that means I can relate to other people. That means I can bond with other people. That means I could have someone support me genuinely and have friendships. Like, this is like five steps I just named. And the step one was cut off. So <laughs> there you go. So, I mean, like I said, people didn't normally regularly ask me how I felt or how I was doing. You know, there's a reason that it's the most common greeting across all languages. Como estas? Como talivu? Or whatever the fuck. Ni ma? And how are you? 
como vai? Actually, the only language that is not the most common uh, um, greeting in is fucking probably Portuguese, Brazilian Portuguese specifically. Tudo bem? Tudo bem is like everything good? It sounds like aggressive. To me, <laughs> to me, like the way it comes off is aggressive. In English, when you say you good, that means like that's like connotation of like threatening, like kind of just like trying to be more manly, just trying to you know pump your chest up and you know trying to like uh, uh, challenge somebody so in portuguese that's how they greet each other all the time tudo bem tudo bem everything good and it's just like I, that's kind of interesting i mean I, that's how it comes off to me probably i'm just spewing bullshit at this point you know what i mean but uh, it is what it is so um how are you that you know people It's like a power play, you know, the reason that it's the most common greeting across all languages is because it's just like, that's how, in my theory is, that's how humans are supposed to interact. Like, I ask you a question, you respond, and then you ask me a question, and then I respond, and then you listen, and then vice versa, and then I listen, and then you speak, and then I speak. I run over this on the last podcast, this is how a conversation should work, an interaction, no matter how short, no matter how long it is question response i care about how you feel and i listen you care about how i feel you reciprocate we both share we both ask questions we both listen 50 50 respect on both sides is the conclusion is the result you know so that i mean i never <laughs> never in my life did i experience this 50 50 thing like this is unheard of to me like just just saying it just now is like therapeutic you know Because it's like, wow, my whole life has not been like that. And now I get to choose how to live my life, how to how to express myself, how to um, uh, what to expect from other people. And, you know, what they usually will, if they're a nice person, probably would expect from me. And this, you know, this is how a lot of people across the world communicate. Like, I remember just, you know, when I was in uh, talking about the potato fridge episode, when I realized I had to be more social and I started to put it into action in my 20s when I was 20. I would I would realize like there's this it's like a stepping into a fourth dimension in the motherfucking tesseract. I was just like, whoa, people actually communicate like 50-50 like they they talk with strangers and they and they you know say, you know, they listen to each other, they tell stories and it and it's smooth and and you know, it's flawless and they you know, they can bond from they can build from that. People actually like get along with each other and they have friendships and they talk to strange like that was a big thing for me actually, strangers. Now that I think about it like I would never talk to a stranger. I would never talk to somebody that I don't know or have a reason to talk to. That's I mean, that's not a really good way to live life. They tell kids don't talk to strangers. I don't think that that's good. I remember in I talk about Forrest Gump to the day I die. I, I really <laughs> relate to that character. I really relate to Forrest. I mean, obviously, because I didn't have social skills and I came off awkward growing up. So did he. So, I mean, yeah, we, I relate. And he's just full of love, just like I am, you know. Him and Jenny, he was like, uh, I remember, yeah, I just really relate to Forrest Gump. He's like, uh, he's like, um... I would be a good husband, you know. I feel the same way. I'd be a magnificent boyfriend, you know what I mean? I would I would really be like at this point in my life, like I just want to be in a relationship. I just want to give all my love to somebody and see how that goes, and see where it takes me because I just yeah, that just seems right. I know I would be amazing. I know I would be supportive, you know. 
So definitely I got lost just now. Yeah, I relate to Forrest Gump. <laughs> because um because of that. But yeah, I never experienced these interactions growing up. It was just, you know, the intention. Oh, oh yeah, I think I was talking about the uh the potato fridge and how it was like a, stepping into a completely different world when I saw people interacting like that. It's like, wow. And and then, you know, talking to strangers and Forrest Gump, when he hops on the bus, he's like, uh, Mama said never talk to strangers. And then um, <laughs> the bus driver introduces herself. And then he's like, I'm Forrest, Forrest Gump. Well, now we ain't strangers no more. And I thought that was very cute, like, you know. But that sticks out in my mind. That that don't talk to strangers thing is just, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of misleading because I never really did talk to strangers and then I realized, like, I kind of had to. And then I realized, like, why live life like that? What is a stranger, really? There's, like, 99% in common uh, uh, DNA that we share and only 1% difference. So you have one tongue and two lungs, a beaten heart, ten toes, ten fingers, eyebrows, a chin, nose hairs, ears. You know what I mean? Legs, shins go on and on etc etc so we have so much in common i have so much in common with the with the average person that it's just it's just wrong to just ignore them and pretend they're not there these days i talk to everybody you know but yeah definitely when i first started to 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 realize this i started to oh my goodness i could actually learn how to do this i could do this i i could go on youtube and i could study body language vocal tonality um you know, how attention spans, that was also a huge thing for me, the attention span thing. It's like, I think growing up, people never really wanted to hear me talk or something. I don't know where this came from, but I just never spoke anyway. And so I guess when I would speak, people would talk over me and they wouldn't really listen. And then I just was like, all right, I just don't know how to talk then. I don't know how long to talk and I just don't even want to care about it. I just rather do my homework and play soccer and yell on the soccer field and raise my hand and be annoying in class, you know. But... <laughs> Once I realized, like, oh shit, there's this thing where where you could tell if someone wants to hear what you have to say, and then you can you can uh, proportion what you're about to say accordingly. You can time it. It's not like I would walk around with a timer in my hand, click. So the other day when I was, you know, cooking my potato at home, you know, put the garlic on and the butter, and my mom decided to put on Univision, and then like, you know, watching the time while I tell the story. <laughs> I wouldn't do that, like, but definitely had it in my mind, like, okay, this person's kind of interested, I get, boom, I'll tell this short story, and I'll flip the details, and I'll change it a little bit to make it go faster, and then and, and I'll use a pause, and then use the right word, and bang, I'll finish the story right there, and then ask, and then, then, then they could keep talking, you know, and, but that took a lot of practice, that took a lot of trial and error, and, and, you know, awkwardness, you know, and then finally, Make no mistake, I could tell stories these days amazingly. Like only when I'm in an awkward situation, I feel a little tense, and I feel like don't like like I can't speak. But then there comes a point where it's like, okay, if I don't say something at this point, then it's awkward. Everyone around me is expecting me to say something. Then I have to say it, and I have to say it briefly, and that there's a lot of pressure. And I've learned to deal with the pressure, and 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 yeah, it's great. Is but it's it's been a hard it's been a hard journey, and it's not that simple. This 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 uh, socializing thing didn't come naturally for me, to say the least. The other day, I was sitting at the um, cafeteria table, 
at school, Essex County College, and I was sitting with a couple acquaintances. I'm not going to call them friends because I think, you know, in the moment I was thinking, wow, I have friends now. But nah, we were just kids that talk, especially those young kids, these millennials. Man, I was hanging with like two 18-year-olds and sitting at the uh, cafeteria table with an hour to kill, and we're just talking. And I brought them snacks and everything because I, you know, went to the free snack place at the uh, student hall, took some Cheerios and oatmeal and stuff. And um, they're eating, we're eating, and then they, they keep talking about these things. These, oh, did you see that meme? Oh, did you see that meme? And I'm just like, fuck, are you talking about? Like, I don't know what a meme is, but I'm a millennial too. Make no mistake, but I don't be, I'm not like that. That's millennialish. I think there's like a Gen Z. I'm probably Gen Y or something like that, cause, cause I don't know what the fuck these kids be talking about these days. So I'm sitting at the table, and then the 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 there's this guy. And this girl, and they're just like, um, you know, sometimes the guy would get lost. <laughs> 18-year-old kid, he'd get lost. And not, to me, it seems like he'd get lost. And then he'd just start talking about something. I have no idea what he's talking about. And I'm like, uh, it came to a point where I'm just like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, I thought, like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, no, no, no. It's just this meme that I saw. On the, and I'm just like, it came to a point. I'm just like, because I don't give a fuck about no memes. Like, what is a meme? I don't know. what. I never know what you're talking about. Like, you know what I mean? Just letting you know <laughs> but i say all that to say that i'd be socializing these days and it's kind of hard you know but we were having like a serious point conversation and then i, I just ask you know i would be the one asking questions kind of just be like yo so what are your dreams not like that but <laughs> that seems kind of kind of weird but i would just like literally would be talking about going to sleep and having dreams and i'm just like do you have any recurring dreams or something and i would just like you know uh have it in my back pocket like when it's my turn to speak i'll say this you know and because uh, i don't you know i felt weird it's like my first time being it's literally probably my first time being at the cafeteria table and and communicating in this fashion being comfortable and being comfortable with myself and my thoughts and being part of a group i would make no mistake i would always be like the outcast of of any type of social group in school growing up like at recess i would just be sitting on the side you know there'd be a circle of kids talking i'd be sitting on the side like not much to say afraid to speak like i don't know what to say i don't know how long to say it for like this is so weird there's a lot of pressure i don't i can't deal with it but now I'm dealing with it, and I felt the pressure. I felt it, you know. So I asked the question and shut my mouth. And then people talk, and then they love to hear themselves talk. And I was, I'm comfortable listening. So, but when it came to be my turn to talk, I'm like, shit, I have to say something. And then I'm just like, just a real quick story. I'm just like, oh yeah, so I have a recurring dream, you know, when I try to punch somebody and it just won't reach, and I do the motion, I do the motion of punching somebody, and then like, you know, the the girl in front of me, I just pretend like I'm going to punch her and I miss, and then like I, I just reach, and then so I do all that to say to keep people's attention. I have to like I've learned to use my body and to emphasize what I say and to use body language and to action and to act it out. So so boom, I'm doing all that to keep their attention for the few se few precious seconds. I have to express myself boom I'm re I just punch, trying to punch the one it doesn't reach and then I get beat up and that's how I end the story and it took literally 10 seconds to, to, to let me speak to, to have my turn to speak and it was enough and I felt the pressure and I and then everyone was laughing and then I was the coolest one at the table because I was precise I felt the pressure of, of how long I had to speak, what I had to speak about, and, and how I was going to go about it to keep everyone's attention, and I nailed it. And so, yeah, that took a lot. 
that took so much practice, so much studying, and so much, you know what I mean, uh, thought, you know, to, to make that happen. But I'm making it happen, like, you know, little by little, because that was just a small, you know, next thing I know, I'll be the I'll be the main one talking at the table, you know what I mean? I'll be the main person, you know? <laughs> but that goes to show that I'm just becoming a completely different person these days. Like, I just started a public speaking and networking club because I, I just finished saying that in the past seven years, there's just not been much opportunities for me to make friends and for me to meet people, girls, even guys, just not been possible. I'd have to, like, pay $30 for a speed dating event. Like, who wants to do that? Like, I don't know. That's too much money, and it's awkward, and it's tense, and it's mostly, like, rich people doing it. So, and when I try to talk to people at work, they, they just talk with surface-level stuff, and they don't want to follow up, and they have busy lives, and, yeah, things like that. Or either, you know, we just don't get along. And But I recently was like you know what the time has come the time has come for me to be this different person i'm really the man now people look up to me people support me i'm confident charismatic uh, i'm not gonna say i went from introvert to extrovert because that's too many labels like that's pushing the limit i don't fuck with those labels anyway but i'm just becoming a different person and I have a podcast now and, you know, I have school and work is, is solid and I'm making money. I'm traveling to Colombia, Brazil and Kenya next summer. I'm, you know, have a direction in my life. I just thought the other day another student I was talking to at a club fair, she was talking about, uh, oh, so, you know, when you join a club and you start a club, you know, it's going to help you pay for your bachelor's degree or it's not some, not something like this. It's going to help you look good on your resume for your bachelor's degree. And I'm just like. Wow, bachelor's degree. I never really thought about that. Like, what am I going to do after I get my associates? I never thought, gave much thought about but I have a future. I have a direction, you know. I want to be a school social worker. I want to be part of the school system, you know, help the youth, teenagers, and then in the summer go across the world and, you know, dip, fall off the face of the earth, you know, travel. But until one day I have a family and I could keep doing that and raise my kids right, you know what I mean? <laughs> Not my own kid, I want to adopt, but yeah, whatever, you know, whatever the future holds for me. <sighs> I got sidetracked for the 10th time. Um, <laughs> definitely, I was, uh, you know what I mean, studying all this stuff. And Oh yeah, I'm starting a public speaking and networking club uh, uh, um, for the school with the, with the lovely lady friend, but also... In real life, meetup.com, meetup.com. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fucking, uh, talk, I'm a, uh, what is it, shameless plug. I'm gonna talk about it right now. Meetup.com, October 8th, 6.30 to 9.30 p.m. at uh, Red Kettle Coffee House in East Rutherford. Public speaking and networking event. We're gonna practice public speaking. Uh, we're gonna, um, you know what I mean? three to five minute presentations uh warm-up conversation one-on-one -on -one, and we might rotate and then and then uh you know present and then we're gonna i'm gonna give y'all homework for the next session it's gonna be like every other week i'm gonna give y'all homework to prepare a three to five minute presentation on something it's gonna, it's gonna be like a simple question like what is your favorite movie and why uh what is your favorite food and why what did you grow up liking school or not liking school and why and you know 
why do you like your job? What, what do you do and, and why? Whatever. What do you do for work and why? It's just a simple question, a personal one, because every I don't want I don't want the question to be uh, what color is the sky and why? And then everybody comes back with the same presentation. Like obviously the sky is blue because you know what I mean. Uh, shines off of the it reflects this ocean. And <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Why the fuck is the sky blue? I don't know. But um. Yeah, everyone's gonna come back with the same answer. I don't. I need. It needs to be a personal question. So I'm gonna ask, give personal question homeworks, and that's what the presentations are gonna be about. And and then um, at the end, there's gonna be like a oh, I've been, there's gonna be a break time where I'm gonna you know whip up some coffee for everybody. <laughs> if you want five dollars for whatever you want, you could get two drinks. You can get three drinks if you want, but it's kind of late at night. Like I don't know if you're about that about that caffeine life. You know what I mean? You're gonna keep you up all night. But it's Friday night, so I mean, some people are into that, staying up all night. Uh, you're going to be able to meet friends, make connections of all sorts. And then at the end, there's going to be a, 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 what is it, a, a open mic with no mic. Just poetry, um, music if you want, and a prepared speech. You could rehearse for uh, some presentation you have in school. Uh, hopefully I get some school, school kids, that's cool. I just need open-minded people and people that are self-aware enough to realize they need to work on their public speaking. You know, you could be man, woman, or other, any race, ethnicity, culture, language. You could even have, you know, your English is not that good and that's why you're here to practice and, and fucking, you know what I mean, introvert, extrovert. You could be a fun person or not so fun person just looking to have fun, you know? So... You know, it's about that I've reached a tipping point in my life where it's like I'm taking so many risks that it's just like, of course I need to start this group. Put it into action. I go on meetup.com I don't, and I put in the search bar and I don't find any public speaking and networking clubs. I don't find any clubs where it's like I just need to talk to people. I just need to socialize and I need an excuse to do it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for others because no one's going to do it for me. So I'm doing it for others. And I'm doing it for myself. I need to practice public speaking. And I need to make friends. And I need to talk to people. Lovely ladies. Lovely gentlemen. Of course. And other people need the same thing. And I know this after this pandemic that we made it through. You know, praise the Lord. I don't believe in the Lord. Praise nature. Um, that we made it through. You know, it's time to look back and say, damn, that was depressing. You know, we really need to do something different. I need to socialize more. I need to, you know. So, so I don't see no one doing it. I'm doing it. And, um, yeah, I've definitely reached that point. Yeah, so. Oh, man. <laughs> I got a little passionate there, you know. I'm definitely looking forward to this uh, public speaking. I'm doing the same thing in college, uh, an actual college club for Essex County College. So, speaking of college, um, yeah, it was, like, one of the most depressing times of my life. First time I went to college. Um like I would all I did was stay in my room and eat food I would eat like a big ass peanut butter and jelly sandwich with ice cream in the middle and chips ahoy cookies not do my homework and then go play ping pong later sleep 12 hours and then wake up and use dirty dishes to cook up pasta and some sauce and you know just overeat and then watch YouTube I just did not do homework <laughs> and that was my second year in college before I dropped out in 2020 and uh yeah, man, that was depressing. 
no friends. I just didn't have motivation. That was a big part of it. No, no support. No social support around me. I would call my mom crying and she didn't have much to offer me. Like, did you try going to therapy? And I'm like, no, I guess I will. So then I tried going to therapy and in college and uh, that was okay, you know. But, you know, not, not, not the best, you know. I mean, yeah, it was a good start because I remember the first time I went to therapy, I started crying. I probably addressed this already and uh it's just i've never spoke about my past never spoke so for as soon as i opened my mouth to say yeah my mom <laughs> and i just started crying you know so yeah and then when i went home to my parents house uh after college definitely didn't have no opportunities to make friends down there like you know it's just a lonely like, like south jersey sucks there's nothing to do down there and so I got a job and I met Elizabeth and uh, she was my only friend. I remember when she left in 2000, probably 21 or something, it was like snowing in January. Uh, we had just had dinner at this fucking fried chicken spot in Pleasantville back when I was an unplant based kid. And um, fried chicken and waffles and we had a few drinks and then, you know, just goodbye in the snow, it's freezing. And uh, she took the bus and we hugged. And I just remember she hopped on the bus real quick because it was freezing. And I was just sad. I just started crying. You know? I went through probably the most depressing time in my life after that. After she left. It was uh, definitely like just something else. Like the darkness. I just remember the darkness and just like having nobody, just going to work every day, being around people that I didn't really enjoy the company of, uh, and just like a robot coming home, overeating and looking at YouTube videos and just, just monotonous, not having any direction that I'm going in life. And it feels good to just talk about it and get it out, you know. I remember I got jumped. I got jumped by a couple people. I can't talk about it in detail. I got knocked unconscious and I was bleeding. I remember there's blood all over my shoes. Um, I remember getting up after knock, being knocked the fuck out and I'm just like, what happened? <laughs> blood everywhere. My parents had to pick me up. It was embarrassing. I had like a black eye at work. I felt mad suicidal for like months on end every day, just depressed. Just like, wow, you know? And then, you know, nobody to talk to for months on end. You know, no friends, no support, just my parents. And, you know, I don't, eh, not, you know, not the best relationship with them. Not what I needed. Definitely not what I needed. I needed like a 100% unconditional support, non-judgmental relationship with somebody who's going to uplift me and give me pointers and, you know, do it in a way where I understand. But quarantine felt similar. Same thing, locked up. But I was a little bit older then, so... I um that's when I was like alright I'm jumping off the edge after the quarantine I just had to leave my parents house and never go back and um yeah just make a life of my own to me making and keeping a friendship is like an art it's like uh all the things that I mentioned the it's like similar to seduction it's like a push pull game you know because I've lost so many friendships from, from coming off desperate and, and just pushing and pushing and being pushy and like, answer the phone, answer the phone, you don't want to hang out? And just, you know, so many friendships I've lost like that. This girl, 
uh, that's exactly what I did with this one girl. Um, she was a customer at an old coffee shop I used to work at. And, uh, you know, I just would always be like, answer the phone. Why don't you just call me? Answer the phone. Not knowing that she's probably busy and she doesn't feel like it. And then I find myself feeling the same way with other people. And it's just like, wow, Fernando, this is how she felt. Like, she just was busy, you know. And uh, once I started getting really, like, actually busy, then I understood, you know. But, uh, and other friendships, I just realized, like, the stars just didn't align, you know. Uh, I remember growing up, I had uh, my best friend, Colombian kid. We would talk about, you know, just whatever for an hour, you know. On the bus ride home, we just talk from from school. We just talk about, like, Animal Planet. I used to watch this thing called The Most Extreme. Uh, I've really loved it's like the most extreme things in nature like the top 10 moms or you know the top 10 strongest animals and stuff we talk about that and then we talk about something he liked and it was great but I guess the stars just didn't align like we grew apart he was into that we both played on the soccer team but he was into like other things and I don't really know what he was and he just you know was socializing with other people and I was just like over here just we just were different grew apart stars didn't align um now i realize i can make the stars align you know i took it took matters into my own hands like you know a perfect example is making the public speaking and networking club but also as far as just like studying my own studying on my own realizing what it takes to make and keep a friend you know studying power dynamics studying attention spans studying body language micro expressions um listening to podcasts about self-improvement and, and, you know, narcissism, studying all that stuff helps me realize how to genuinely support somebody, how to genuinely be there for somebody so that maybe someone can be there for me, you know? And I believe in karma, you know? So it's not like if, if somebody doesn't reciprocate that that love that I gave is not eventually going to come back to me. I think it will. So, you know? To all my true friends, I love you more than a big-ass bowl of noodle soup and bok choy. I love you more than cilantro. I love you more than water. I love y'all more than horse shit. I, w- <laughs> I work so hard for y'all. I don't plan on stopping because my love is infinite. I was born with it. Until next time, peace and love.